0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. Today's poem is by Howard Nemirov, who was born on February 29th, 1920, and he died on July 5th, 1991. He was a a leap day baby, and so we missed the chance to read a poem on his birthday this year. So I wanted to go ahead and make sure I shared a poem in his honor. And you might know that he was uh, twice the poet laureate of U.S. He was the Poet Laureate Consultant in Poetry to the Library of Congress from 1963 to 64, and then again from 88 to 90. And he won the National Book Award for Poetry, the Pulitzer Prize, and the Bollingen Prize. So, highly decorated American poet. And the poem that I'm going to read to you today is a little bit long, but it's one I wanted to share with you because I think it captures uh, Nemirov's skill at creating formal poetry, but also poetry that has a uh, has a playfulness to it. There's a depth and a joy at the same time. There's a he he has a lot of fun but he also there's a lot of pathos in his poetry at the same time and the poem that i'm going to read today is called watching a football on tv it's got eight parts i'll go ahead and read it too, and it, because it's a little bit long i probably will only read it one time it goes like this one it used to be only sunday afternoons but people have gotten more devoted now and maybe three, four times a week retire to their gloomy living room to sit before the polished box alive with silver light and moving shadows that incessantly gives a voice, even when pausing for this message. The colored shadows made of moving light, the voice that ritually recites the sense of what they do, enter a myriad minds. Down on the field, massed bands perform the anthem sung by a soprano invisible elsewhere, Sometimes a somewhat neutral public prayer, for in the locker rooms already both sides have prayed to God to give them victory. Two. Totemic scarabs, exoskeletal, nipped in at the thorax, bulky above and below, with turreted hard heads and jutting masks, and emblems of the lightning or the beast. About the size of beetles in our sight, save for the close-up and the distant view, yet these are men... Our representatives, more formidable than ourselves in speed and strength and preparation, and more injured, too. Bandage and cast exhibit breakages, incurred in wars before us, played before. Hard plaster makes a weapon of an arm, a calf becomes a club. Now, solemnly, they take up their positions in the light, and now their agon will begin again. Three. Three priam on one side sending forth eleven of many sons and agamemnon on the other doing much the same is it the game of troy again the noble youth fiery with emulation maneuvering toward power and preeminence well no not quite money is the name of the game from the boardroom to the beers and souvenirs the players are mean and always want more money the owners are mean and always have more money and mean to keep it while the players go out there to make them more They call themselves sportsmen. They own, are, and carry a club. Remember this when watching the quarterback's suppliant hands under the center's butt. Four. To all this, there are rules. The players must remember that in the good society, grabbing at anybody's mask will be a personal foul and incur a penalty. So too will pushing, tripping, interfering in any manner with someone else's pass. Fighting is looked on with particular severity. Though little harm can come that way to people plated at head and hide. The most conspicuous offenders are ejected from the game and sometimes fined. That's one side of the coin. The other one will bear the picture of a charging bull, of some image imprecating fear, and for its legend bear the one word kill. 5. We watch all afternoon. We are enthralled. To what? Some drama of the body and the intellectual soul? Of strategy and its rare triumphs and frequent pratfalls, The lucid playbook in the memory wound up in a spaghetti of arms and legs, waving above a clump of trunks and rumps that slowly sorts itself out into men? That happens many times. But now and then the runner breaks into the clear and goes. The long trajectory of a pass completes itself like destiny, giving delight not only at skill, but also at the sight of men who imitate necessity by more than meeting its immense demands. 6. Passing and catching overcome the world, the hard condition of the world. They give human intention, honor in the world. A football wants to wobble, that's its shape and nature, and to make its spiral trues, a triumph in itself, to make it hit the patterning receiver on the hands the instant he looks back, well, that's to be, for the time being, in a state of grace, and move the viewers in their living rooms to lost, incohate visions of themselves, as in an earlier, other world, where grim necessity in the form of gravity may be not merely overcome, but overcome casually, And with style. And that is grace. 7. Each year brings rookies and makes veterans. They have their dead by now. They're wounded as well. They have immortals in a hall of fame. They have the stories of the tribe. The plays and instant replays many times replayed. But even fame will tire of its fame. And immortality itself must fall asleep. It's taken many years but yet in time to old men crouched before the icons changes changes become reminders all the games are blended in one vast remembered game of similar images simultaneous and superposed nothing surprises us nor can delight though we see the tight end stagger into the end zone again again Because of its length, I won't read that again. But um, if you'd like to go back and listen to it again, of course, that is always possible thanks to the wonders of modern technology. Nemirov is a very interesting poet, and uh, I hope you'll check out some of his other poems, such as A Primer of the Daily Round and The War in the Air, for example. Those are a couple that are pretty well known. Uh, Thanks for listening. Happy birthday to Howard Nemirov, and I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.